World Cinema Club. So hi guys, welcome to a another episode of Third World Cinema Club. I'm John Tawasil from Present Confusion. I'm Princess Kinok of Film Police Reviews. I am Jim Paranal of Jimmy Nicolati Baba. Yes, and uh, we're joined by uh, Noel Vera. Noel Vera, um, I write for Business World, contributing writer, and I have a blog, Critic After Dark at blogspot.com, and I had a book, 2005, Critic After Dark, Review Philippine Cinema. Yun lang. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess so. To start, um, could you tell us a bit about how you started out writing um, film criticism? Ah, uh, I came to. I walked into the newsroom in Manila Chronicle, and mm-hmm. I talked to the the editor, see uh, Celine Cristobal, and I dropped off an article. And then two weeks later, Tinawago, uh, uh, did you print my article? And they said, uh, we printed it like the day after you dropped it off. So I said, oh, okay. And then I said, do you want another one? And then, yeah, okay. So that's back in 1995. And then I moved to Business World, Manila Times for a while, then Business World. And I've been writing ever since. So 1995, what's that? Uh... Uh, Twenty-five years. Twenty-five years ago. Twenty-five years. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, matanda na ako. Amin ko All right. So, um, your blog is named uh, "Critic After Dark," and also your yes. book. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's it's named after the movie by Ishmael Bernal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, what do you call that? We had the discussion what to title the book. Uh, I was talking to the publishers, Philip Chea. He used to be the director of the Singapore International Film Festival. He wanted to publish my writings. And then uh, we couldn't decide on a title. And then of all people, um, the one who suggested the title was Alex Alex Chiseco. Mm-hmm. You remember him? Alex Chiseco. Yeah, he said, uh, yeah, I like the. I threw him some titles, and he said, "I like Critic After Dark." Mm. That's the, yeah. Mm-hmm. In uh, 1995, I I'd been ro- working for uh, Far East Bank, mm-hmm. and then it became uh, BPI. And I was uh, assistant manager, and oh. daytime, I'm a bank assistant manager, and nighttime, I watch movies and write. Mm-hmm. So, after dark, after dark, my secret identity, <laughs> and I changed my guys, and uh, then, uh, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> it sounds like Martin After Dark as well. Parang <laughs> 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 Martin, you there you go, right? I think um all of us are like like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's just really surprising to hear that from someone who's had the success of being able to write not just in newspapers but also on books. So mm-hmm. yeah, like for example, John over here is a doctor. Jim is mm-hmm. a researcher wherever you are. And then me, I'm all over the place. So but at night, like we write movies or we do this um, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, can you tell us what your influences are? Is it mostly Philippine cinema, or can you talk about your influences? Um, how I got hooked uh, movies. Um, my, uh, I saw. Manila sa mga kuko ng Iwanag, 1975. I was 10 years old. Mm. Yeah. And I saw the wow. ending. And then, uh, alam mo, niyari kaya, no, Bembo Rocco. What happens mm-hmm. to Bembo Rocco in the end? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was 10 years old. Instant trauma. Wow. So that's how I started. And uh, I started writing, yeah, 1995, when I had an outlet, when someone hired me. And yeah. Um, like back then in the in the mid 90s, how was yeah. the how was the landscape of like movie reviews? Compared to what it is now, you think? Uh, well, there was Nestor Torre. Yes, Nestor Torre. Is he still writing? Uh, I think so. Okay. Yes. Inquirer or? Still writing or Inquirer. Uh, and then Inquirer had a few. Uh, Constantine Tejeros. And... Uh, he was uh, good. I followed him. Um, and uh, I forget his name. Inquirer also. Uh, anyway, there, there, there were a few who were writing out there. Uh, eyes are red. But he was also more showbiz. Okay. You know? Yeah. Then after me, when I started... Uh, and then there was also the Urian, the... What do you call that? The trick critics there, but uh, I'm not sure if they were active. Joel David, mm -hmm. uh, what do you call that? He was uh, not regular, but he would write mostly scholarly articles. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, G Gina Dermando, of course, among others, of course. There, there, there were others. I was not alone. Then, of course, others followed uh, Ale Alexis Chiseco. And uh, Augs Cruz, but that yeah. was uh, from the 90s, 2000, mga ganyan. Yeah, Augs started around well, he started his blog around 2006, 2007. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, yes, that's right. But when I started, it felt like I was all alone out there, it was very lonely. <laughs> oh. And there, there's also this thing that um, uh, we tend to, uh, there's a movement to preserve um, films, right? Uh, to yes. restore films, you know, something like that. But you do, we don't hear the same thing about film criticism back in the day. I mean, no. how many people have been saving up movie reviews of old movies? I mean, that's also a way... To, to access movies that have been lost to time or cannot be restored anymore. No, so, there's no there's no thought of that at all. No. Yeah. Uh, the for of course back then um, all all critics the um, the out the main outlet for critics was uh, publication like newspapers things like that. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And but now. Um, anyone with uh, access to a computer or the internet, they, they can just like, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are posting movie reviews on social media like uh, Facebook or Instagram. Um, and Twitter. Yeah, I mean, uh, di did you expect this change to happen? Uh, or what? what were you thinking when you saw the rise of more like independent um, uh, film review, like people. Or, yeah, like the, it's it's very strange. There's there's things we've lost and things we've gained. Now, if it comes to things we've lost, um, I've seen too many people passed away. Gina Dormiendo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he was a very sharp writer, and he had real integrity. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, there was. I remember one point he had a gig with a certain TV network I will not name. <laughs> they, they told him that uh, you know he had like these short mini reviews or interviews and so on and so forth, and then um, they told him not to say something bad about a certain film. Again, I will not oh. name. And 
he walked out and he convinced me to go with him. I said, okay, mm -hmm. fine. And afterwards they offered, well, what's the big deal? Let's come back and do another interview. And then he says, no. And he told me, uh, I'm hoping you're not thinking of going back. I said, no, no, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we never went back. And I suppose <laughs> accidentally I showed a little more integrity as well. Kind of. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we lost people like that. And then there's um, the, the internet. It kind of starved the publishing industry. So I was following like how, uh, you know, like you've heard of the Village Voice. Yeah. Yeah. And how yes. they, they, they gutted the, uh, the, 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 the 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 critics there, Elliot Stein, uh, who else? Jonathan, not Rosenbaum, but he had to retire. Yeah. Uh, there, there are so many critics that uh, had to retire because, you know, uh, no one was interested in reading about them anymore. The long form criticism. Andrew Cyrus retired. Uh, Dave Kerr oh. retired. You know, they, they had to move on because, you know, uh, those kind of the old style, Pauline Kale, Andrew Sarah style criticism is gone. It's dying. Yeah. On the other hand, there's you guys. And I've read <laughs> some of your work, John. <laughs> oh, thank and you. Jim, and, and I'm very impressed. It, I think <laughs> it's very good stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, but, you know, like, uh, John, your, your list... Um, you have a list of best of 2019? Yeah. Yeah. And number one is not Parasite. Yeah, it's it's uh, something <laughs> called Lisa and the Bluebird. Yeah, it's, it's a great film. Uh, I, re yes? I, I recommend it. Yes. And um, uh, I saw it. <laughs> well, I don't agree. But uh, that's what lists are for. Yeah. That, right? Okay. You, you, yeah, you gave me a way out there choice. And I thought that, you know, um, that's an interesting choice. And I think I understand why you chose it. I may not agree, but I think that's what the, these people, these voices are for. And uh, we hear about films we've never heard of before, and we give them a chance. And we agree or disagree, it's up to us. But yeah. at least we know. Now we know we have alternatives. That's, so, yeah. that's, one, of the, the, that's one of the nice things about... Um, having a more diverse of uh, range of voices uh, talking about film because mm -hmm. the more people talking about film the more like um, underappreciated or obscure films get exposure out there and hopefully more people read about it and more people watch it yeah yeah no absolutely so thanks to you i had a chance to look up lee's in the blooper and i think <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for reading and I hope you enjoy he was actually a part of cinephiles when we were all active in that group but he was just lurking around yeah I, I didn't I, I didn't type a lot I, I just I just enjoyed reading the conversations yeah Wow. I remember before we were like arguing with a lot of people who were like doing this and that. That's all of Impala all the while. He was he was already reading there. He was a lurker. Stalker. Yeah. <laughs> and I, was, I actually thought you guys were friends. I thought he you, Dodo Dayo, and um John were all friends. Because he followed my blog before. And I was like, mm, maybe he's a friend of them. <laughs> uh, we've never met and I've never met Dodo actually, I think. Yeah. So Dodo's actually um, venturing into filmmaking already, which is yeah, I think... I've seen Violator. Yeah, Viol <laughs> have you seen Violator? It's one of my. Uh, I think it was uh, one of my best films that year, mm. and probably one of my best of the decade. Yes, it's all. It's only available on um, iTunes, I think. Yeah. I, I should put that fact online because for the longest time it's not available and if it's available in some form or another mm -hmm. then I should put that fact and I, I have a piece I wrote about it and I should put that up too. 
Mm -hmm. oh, that's great, finally. That's good news. Yeah. Um, can I ask you something about Mari O'Hara? Because I noticed yeah. um whenever I when I would whenever <laughs> I would look for inspiration with writing before, I would always read your your posts about Mari O'Hara. Yikes. Um, okay. Tell us about your past. Is it the fascination with Mario Hara or? Sure. I'll, I'll tell you how the history of that. Mm -hmm. My brother, I have a twin brother. Did you know that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, he was in uh, movies before I was. He he was UP Mascom, member of the Mascom. And then he... Um, Worked a bit for Lina Broca. He worked, I think, he, not Bernal, but Broca. He worked for Bern, uh, Broca. He would recommend films to me, and one was condemned. And I said, okay, uh, I missed it. Then he said, Balkan Hara is a great film. I went to it, and I said, wow, this is great. Um, and then ever since, I've been looking out for O'Hara's films. And then I actually met him in, there was a 1998, I think, a production of Faust in Tanghalan, Pilipino. Um, is that Tanghalan, Pilipino in Fort Santiago? They did production. Um, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I think well, so. Was a, he had the group that did production in Fort Santiago, Faust, and he played Mephisto. Mm. Uh, then uh, after that, I finally got to meet him and arrange an interview. I talked to him. And ever since, yeah, there's been like, uh, we used to talk to each other. I won't say I'm close, but I'm, I follow him. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you don't mind if I explain my fascination with his work. Sure. It's basically, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. There are a lot of great filmmakers, uh, Broca, Ed Celsad Castillo, Bernal, uh, O'Hara Castillo, Javier uh, de Leon, Silos, Conde. There's so many. Um, O'Hara is one of the few, you know, who seems to consistently know how to use the camera. Mm -hmm. From movie to movie, you can recognize the camera angle, the style he has. It's not obvious, but it's consistent. Also, the way he cuts is consistent, and that's even more rare. Okay. Um, the way he cuts is consistent among other people. They're only like, oh, boy. Gerardo de Leon knows how to cut. Delsa Ad Castillo knows how to cut. Tikoya Giluz, Mario Hara, very few, not a lot. See, uh, it's a style is very, uh, it's very distinct, and that's what I realize is something about him. Um, and beyond that, there, the, the something I, I believe I've just realized about Mario Hara is something that he has in parallel with Orson Welles. Mm -hmm. uh, people say Wells came from theater. He uses theater in Citizen Kane and Magnificent Ambrose and so forth. It's not just it. Uh, Wells came from radio. Yeah. See, a lot of people come from theater going to film, and you see it the way how they, they stage their movies, and it's very stagey. Uh, People come, actors come in, actors walk out, that sort of thing. So the ones who are not, who are free from that, from that theatrical staging influence, uh, are people like Wells who came from radio because radio is very fluid. They use sound to bridge from one scene to another, from one image to another. O'Hara comes from radio. Hmm. He he came from theater also. He has theater roots. So does Broca. But O'Hara also came from radio. And I think he uses radio the same way that Orson Welles uses radio in his films, the way he uses sound and music to bridge from one image to another and from one, from one scene to another. So it's not personality. I don't know him that well. 
I mean, I've talked to him a few times. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's more the films. I think they're more cinematic than almost any uh, Filipino filmmaker I know. Yan lang. Sir Noel, what is your top favorite Mario O'Hara film? Hey, you have to ask me today. I'll give you a, a title. If you ask me tomorrow, I have a different title. I say I, I really can't make up my mind. He's made bad films. He's made bad films. But even the bad films, there's something worth looking at. So you're asking me today, what's my favorite Mario Hara film? I tell you, um, Pangarap na Puso. Have you seen that? Yeah. Haven't yeah. seen it. <laughs> you have not. It's very hard to find. Yes. I haven't seen it either. So, I, have a, I have a video copy, but... And it's subtitled in English because I did the subtitles. I translated it and did the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, but it's fading. It's a fading copy. So I don't know how long it's going to last. Is it like VHS um, or beta? It was VHS. I asked oh. someone... <laughs> Basically, the story is about uh, two, a, a, a young man and a young girl, right? Yeah. They grew up, she's from a rich family in uh, uh, what's this, sugar provinces. What are those? Um, in uh, no, uh, sugar cane? Like sugar cane? Yeah. Somewhere in Visayas, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, it's Visayas. Yeah, in Visayas, there's a lot of uh, sugar milling. Yeah, sugar yeah. Okay. So rich, rich girl, rich boy, uh, poor boy, uh, and uh, in their childhood, they know something about the capre. You know that mm-hmm. man, yeah. all hair. A uh, big giant smells like urine, that kind, right? The capre, and he haunts their childhood. Oh. But there's also a political aspect. Nah, what do you call this? There's this, uh, you know, military raids, and then there's NPA out there. Oh, yeah. so, and they, they, they link, they link the capre. And the killings, the killers, the military uh, and EJ, EJKs mm-hmm. in their heads. So there's like a confusion. So, so partly it's a war film. It's a love story. It's magic mm-hmm. realism, my quantum fantasy, my quantum horror. It's a celebration of Filipino poetry. Because you have the ah. poetry of... Uh, uh, Amado Denise Hernandez. Hernandez. Which one? Amado Palantis. Hernandez. Amado Hernandez. Mm-hmm. His poems. Yes. And Colantes. Ah, yeah. Florentino Colantes. Yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. The thing is, it's hard to find. Yeah. Uh, what's yes. in it. Really? Mm-hmm. Lydia Contape is in it, and she's amazing. I met her when she was... Uh, when uh, Mario Hara was shooting Sisa. Mm-hmm. And she's game, she's game, willing to do anything. She's amazing. <laughs> she has a nude scene mm-hmm. in oh. the film. Yeah, I know, it's amazing. <laughs> so she's game, she's willing and able to do anything. She, she dares everything. Mm-hmm. I think um, I remembered your one of your reviews for Captive Virgins. Or mga, mga bilanggong birhen? Birhen, yes. yes. Like, very, um, we all saw the restored version. We did we all have... see it? So, yun. Ayun. So, um, I think you compared it to, uh, I forgot which one, but, ayun. So, that one is um, uh, uh, Anuhara, that's good. I also like him as an actor. Hmm. My favorite of all, is, of course, is Tinimbang Kang. Tinimbang Kang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like him as an actor. Uh, from what I know, and when I talk to his friends, the character of Bertha the Leper is 
him. He was writing himself. Mm. So the way Berto thinks and feels and acts, that's how O'Hara is in real life. Oh. I see. Interesting. <laughs> I know. Um, Sir, when, uh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, uh, I know. Um, open secret. Uh, he was gay, but uh, a lot of women in person had a crush with him when, you know, actresses. <laughs> Names. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, my wife, uh, when she was pregnant, she said, Gusto kong dukutin yung mga mata mo. And uh, that was funny. He kept laughing about that. Um, anyway, uh, but uh, the thing is, you know, he's kind in real life. Um, and, uh, at the same time, you know, uh, here's the crazy thing that what, 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 uh, what's crazy about it is, uh, filmmaking wasn't his number one passion. It was acting oh, and writing mm-hmm. number one acting. So he, he had to act. It was acting radio, TV, stage, stage was his first love above all. And filmmaking was like incidental. And he could walk away from it. That's the thing about Bilangong Birhen. Towards mm-hmm. the end, he walked away from the production. Yes. 90% finished, he walked away from it. It was finished with that. That's an interesting film. I compared it to The Magnificent Ambersons. Yeah. Second film, yeah, yeah. Orson Welles. Yes. Tapos, for some reason or another. Captive virgins. And uh, if you look at it, it's like I've compared it to Ora Plata Mata. Yes. No period film. Mm-hmm. Uh, comparable budget. It's a big budget as well, along with Ora Plata. Um, maybe you don't have your two hog shots, those long shots, the Ala Visconti from Ora over Plata, but the way it's lit by Romy Vito, mm-hmm. and I talked to Romy Vito about how he achieved those shots, the way it's lit and the way it's angled. If you look at it, not as showy, but also as beautiful. Tama. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Galing, no? Oh, uh, what was your question, Jim? Uh, just one more thing, just and oh, then sorry. let me let me. Uh, Armida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is you know she's a very handsome woman, but she was at her most beautiful in that film. Yes, yeah. I agree. The yeah. way O'Hara lit her, trained her, and it's more than that. There was an inner glow to her that night, that that time during that production. Like the my my takaiba during that filming and I know why but I cannot say why. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. But I like oh, yeah, yung ano the, yung parang may ilaw scene she was talking to ano to um, ano Reno. Yeah. Tsaka mm. I agree kasi usually she's portrayed as this very glamorosa very Matriarchal. Matriarchal. Air. But here she's, you can see her frailty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she had uh, a love that's forbidden. Mm-mm. That's the story, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And it it gives her an inner glow. Kumbaga. Yes. Yeah, the question. Jay, your question. Yes, sir, Noel. Because uh, you posted one time in Instagram. <laughs> Na if uh, if there's a film na you want to watch again or uh, yung gusto mong watch and that's Bulaklak sa City Jail. And yeah. isa sa favorite kong film ni Mario O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Aside, um, it was written by Luwal Hati Bautista. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite ko ring author. So, what do you think uh, about Bulaklak sa City Jail since it's a women's picture and the setting is uh, prison. 
Uh, no, uh, we showed that in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and they loved it. It was a big hit with the Hong Kong audiences. It's a pop 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 cinema. It's very uh, very commercial. My happy ending, pa nga, right? At the same time, working that I think it made money. It made a lot of money. Is that right? Yes. I believe it, yeah. It made money. Uh, at the same time, there is a lot of art that goes into that film. It's probably one of his best ensemble films. Yes. Everyone Absolutely. there gives an amazing performance, right? Yes. Um, I asked him once his three favorite actresses. I think the three greatest actresses in Philippine cinema. He gave me three names. Nora Honor, of course. Yes. And Maricel Soriano, right? Yes. And Mitch Valdez. <laughs> Those three. So Mitch Valdez, yeah, is amazing in that film. Even Zenaida Modor was amazing in that film. Herman Moreno had, what, less than one minute in that film. And he made an amazing impression. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perla Bautista, Celia Rodriguez, you name it. Mm-hmm. Every one of them gave great performances. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually more the women than the men, of course. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I remember I was shocked as Luol Hati once told me that uh, on Facebook, I've never met her. Mm-hmm. She would be happy with the Bulaklak remake. Oh. And I said, oh, oh. Uh, don't, aren't you happy with the uh, film? And she said, yeah, she is, but she's okay with the remake. Mm. That's her opinion. What do I know? <laughs> Maybe Say it with the novelization oh, okay. then. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, kasi I've read the novelization. May mga changes kasi dun sa book. Yeah. Ano bang nauna? Oh. Yung novel or yung script? Yeah, yeah. Uh, nauna kasi yung script po. Ah. The script was first. Then the novelization follows. Okay. Then uh, notice ko may mga changes na siya dun sa novel. Kasi dun sa novel, hindi ko na basa yung, wala dun sa novel yung the scene in Manila Zoo. I see. So, uh, Jim, did, did, did they add the scene to the movie after? Like, or was it part of the script na iniba dun sa libro? I mean, which, which one was changed dun sa dalawa? Yeah. Yung sa Manila Zoo, kasi diba it was the highlight of the film eh. For mm-hmm. me, it was the highlight of the film. Yung, yung sa pagtakas ni Nora Honor in Manila Zoo. Doon kasi hindi siya sinama. I see. Ah, okay. So maybe that's mm-hmm. why Lowell Hati wanted to create or to re- have a remake for it, no? Maybe. Uh, yes. She felt na hindi siya realistic. Mm. Mm. May gorilla awesome. pa nga eh. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> so, or she didn't feel like she can. Uh, it's a very cinematic uh, sequence, kumbaga. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a chase scene through a zoo, and it's mm-hmm. hard to do that on the printed page. That might be one one reason why. Yeah. At may lang namatay agad yung character. Pero for me, tumatak yung character ni Gina Alahar. At saka ano kasi, si Nora kahit ano siya, kahit ganun yung, hindi siya, hindi siya yung natural na beauty eh. Ng, I mean, she's naturally beauty kasi kayo manggi. Pero she's not the mestiza type. Pero she has that star appeal eh, na yeah. people will be drawn to watch the film. That special something. Yeah, she has that special something, no? Usually, it's <laughs> the teacher, right? Yeah, usually, actually, even nowadays, there, um, there we, where's the showbiz industry is still dominated by a lot of uh, mestiza actresses. Not, yeah. not a lot of morena actresses out there. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, uh, no, uh, she Nora looks like 
the mo- most representative of Filipinas. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All of yes. Because they're all either um, Pisay, um, may lahe. Siya talaga, she's different, no? Yeah. Very, very uh, Morena, very typical. But uh, another thing I noticed about Nora, um, she doesn't need dialogue. Yeah. I Even... think she's a silent screen actress mm. in sound era. Mm. You know, and really, the one of the few people who, if you notice, all most many of her best works, uh, walang Jos, Bulaklak City Jail, Condemned, Bakit Bugawang Rangit, they were all with Mario O. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Lino, there's what? Bona. Nakanang kapatid mo and. Bona is probably one of the best. Bona. With Bernal, it's uh, Ikaw Ay Akin. And Himala would be one of the best. Yeah. But you got four, five, maybe six with, with Mario. And this is a theory I always had that parang uh, sympathetic silang dalawa because Nora in real life, or what I hear, never met her, was very reserved, very shy. And Mario O in real life is very shy, very reserved. Mm. Oh. So, parang ano, they, 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 they are, they're sympathetic spirits, kumbaga. Mm-mm. And she, he, he realized most of all now, Nora, just cut her dialogue. Just do close-ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all. Just keep her on the screen as long as you can. That's, that's how uh, Mario O treats Nora. Oh. Uh, yeah, some others they'll have uh, yung mga screaming fits, mga crying jags, mga mm. OA na acting, whatever. And Nora will do that. She's game, but it's not her best. Her best is inaapisha. She's being oppressed. She's quiet in one corner and she's staring at you with those eyes. Yes. Yung mga yeah. yeah. They stare at the camera yeah. and they're like boring a hole in the lens. Umaga, right? Correct, correct. What do so, you think, Jim? Uh, well, uh, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> go, go, go. Jim, go. Uh, Sir Noel, <laughs> you mentioned na rin naman uh, na yung collaboration nila Mario O'Hara and Nora Honor. So, hmm. I believe that's your favorite uh, collaboration. Yeah, no, it was cinema. You name um, Max von Sydow and Emma Bergman. You name Mifuni and Kurosawa. Yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro and uh, Martin Scorsese. Uh, Mario Haven, Nora Nora. Absolutely. It's up there. And uh, Onor? Not Meryl Streep. I don't think Meryl Streep is in her league. <laughs> no, we're talking uh, Setsuko Hara. Yeah. We're talking uh, Roman Open City. What's her name? Anna Magnani. Yeah. Anna Magnani. Yeah, we're talking in- Ingrid Bergman, not Ingrid Bergman in Hitchcock, even which is very good, but Ingrid Bergman in her Roberta Rossellini face. Europa, yes. uh, yeah, Stromboli, that kind of Ingrid Bergman. That, that's the kind of uh, uh we're talking uh Papanetti in Passion of Dre- uh Joan of Arc. That would be. Okay. Oh, that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so guys, any more questions before we move on to the next part of our thingy? Um for all of for you three na lang kasi ako okay. I wanted to write more about Hitchcock so I had to stop. But mm-hmm. for you three, if you guys are going to champion um, a film or maybe an, a filmmaker um, or uh, an actor, what would it, or who and what would it be? Like from Hitchcock or like any... any Anyone. Like for example, um, Noel, are you saying or is it correct that you're championing Mario O'Hara's films better than other any other filmmakers? Uh, it, or... uh, O'Hara's done bad films, I've said before. And yeah. uh, maybe three or four are truly great. 
Yeah, I'm championing him. So I've how, also how discovered, how, yeah, sorry, what's that? I don't know, go ahead. Uh, I'm also discovering um, Lamberta Avellana's films. Mm. I think he is also amazing. Huh? Um, a lot of them are in LVN Studios and just counting plug dito. Uh, Mike DeLeon has put many of his films online in his Citizen Jake Vimeo website. Yeah, yeah. I've heard, yeah. All for free, a lot of them with English subtitles. And they're very good. Anakdalita, uh, I rediscovered again. I didn't like it before. I think it's great. Um, what's his name? But Jao, I think, is one of the greatest Filipino films ever made. And it's about the Muslim culture. And not just Muslim culture, the itinerant or migrant seafaring Muslim culture. Yeah, the Bajaos, uh, they, they have houses on stilts. Yes, and you yeah. see that, that opening scene. They congregate their boats. It's like a small town in the middle of nowhere, yeah. in the sea. You should see that, absolutely. And Pag-asa is one of Mike DeLeon's favorite Lamberta Avellana film, and it's a musical. Um, you should check it out. It's, uh, it's, it's funny. It has music. It's very entertaining. And in the end, it's also really surprisingly moving. Okay. How about uh, you, John? What film or filmmaker are you have you championed so far? Like, like, does it have to be uh, Filipino or? No, any anyone would do. Ah, from any country. Oh, that's that's a very hard. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's a very hard question to ask. Hmm. What filmmaker? Um, I'm. I mean, I, I like a lot of uh, filmmakers. I, I actually my, my entry point into film appreciation was through Asian cinema, and uh, hmm. I I can name any number of directors I like, probably including one who recently passed away, like Nobuhiko Obayashi, who directed Haosu, if you know him. Yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna say uh, para maiba. Yeah, para maiba. <laughs> I'd like to uh, I'd like to talk a bit about this is an Indian director. Uh, yeah. His name is his name is uh, P.A. Ranjith. Yeah, he's, he's, he's relatively new. Um, he makes uh, Indian films in the Tamil language. So he's part of what you call Hollywood with a K. Uh, oh. Ranjith is, it's, he made his debut in 2012. And uh, his, he, he, he's, uh, his films always have very political overtones to them. Um, pro probably one of my favorite films of his is uh, Kaala. It's a 2018 film um, starring uh, Rajinikanth. Uh, if you know Tamil cinema or Tamil popular cinema, Rajinikanth is like their Fernando Po Jr. But mm. like, there are, there are people who worship this guy like a god. And his films in the past uh, his, you know, mass-oriented films, they're about, I know, they're about um, this Rajinikanth being this super invincible guy who's like, a, like he's like a superman who, who tries to help the to, to help the poor, to do good, but in Kaala, um, Rajiv kinda plays with that formula, I mean, it's still a mass entertainer, and Rajinikanth is still this very strong, ano, this very like very imposing figure. But this is one of the few uh, contemporary films of Rajinikanth that uh, portray him as an older person. He's he's not as invincible as his other screen personas, and it subverts that kind of mass thing to make a point about uh, collective action or like the power is not in any one person, it's in the people. And mm. it 
it, that film ends with a really really nice sequence na it's color coded and each of the colors stands for something so like um spoiler alert there's a lot of like colored powder being thrown about and the three colors of that of the that powder is um one of them is red so that stands for marks and then one of them is blue and and then there's another color one of them is for for a, a nationalist movement for the like all of the colors have meaning so it's not just your it's still a very pop cinema thing a, a very popular cinema theme for for indian audiences but it's 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 very you know you can he wears his politics on his sleeve or his cinematic sleeve so if you i think some of his movies are available either in amazon prime or on netflix so if you can catch them yeah give it a try musical sorry yeah it's a it's there there are songs but it's like you know most indian movies they're like you know dance numbers but it's not as showy as as what you could expect with you know your your normal it's it's you know indian cinema in general it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a well i i want to say it's an acquired taste but it's 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 you have to sort of get into it to you know but but yeah yeah there there's song I, I i i love indian cinema it's just that mine stops <laughs> 1950s <laughs> yeah raj kapoor yeah, raj kapoor uh, what's it guru dot yeah guru dot yeah yeah but uh, uh, the new ones i'll just because you said so i'll i'll try them out yeah j- just give it a try i mean uh, sure. they, i i've also noticed that in uh especially in south indian cinema they mm. they've been following the, the story structure is very I mean, it's it's been there since the Ramayana. So, mm. I, I, I'm looking up Rajnikanth right now because it, it it sounds very interesting. Yeah. Some of the his films are available online. Yeah, no. uh, I think Netflix in the in the Philippines, uh, Netflix has 2.0, which ah. is this is it's a really silly turn off your brain, you know. <laughs> That that that's that's the usual kind of movie he does, but if you watch his collaborations with um, P. A. Ranjith, yeah, Kaala, and his he did another film with him called Kabali. So mm. again, it's a gangster movie, full of bombastic action, a lot of turn off your brain moments, but it's still there's still some kind of commentary under it. So mm-hmm. yeah. If you can see it. So what's your favorite Ranjith uh, film? Uh probably Kala is my favorite Ranjith. Okay. Uh, it's it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Wow. Yeah, good. Enjoy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I I watched that film in a because the Indian expat community they they hold screenings here in the Philippines. Um I watched this film in Walter Mart in Makati. Wow. With mm-hmm. us, the the crowd was uh, an Indian crowd, especially those with with like superstars like Rajinikanth. They're they're like it's like a party. They're they're noisy. They're screaming every time he's on the screen. They're mm-hmm. whistling very loud. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's really a fun feeling. If if you get if you guys get to see you know a screening held by the Indian community. Yeah, okay. they've done it before. Yeah. Yeah, it's really crazy. I love it. <laughs> They do so it in nice. Washington DC also. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so, I noticed what's good about um Indian films or you know whether it's from south or uh from the Bollywood is that they they really do a lot of unique films like from no-brainers to very political ones, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they ran the gamut. Uh, a lot of people think that um, Indian films are just, you know, dancing musicals. But there, there's, uh, there's, um, what do you call this? There's a type of cinema that they do that's mm-hmm. that's very um, more social realism, more uh, grounded. You know, no. Ray. Yeah, Satyajit Ray, exactly, and. Um, like I, I think I mentioned it in a previous episode. There's I, I watched uh, 
one such film on on Netflix. Uh, it's called Sony, S O N I. Yeah, that that's that film has no music, no songs. No, it's just mm-hmm. it's just Anna. It's it's a I, I guess it's a feminist drama about I don't know women in Indian society. So yeah, their their cinema is just as diverse as ours. I think. Thanks, John. Uh, How about you, Jim? Uh, what's your what film are you? Uh, do you champion or filmmaker or art actor or artist? For me, filmmaker, see direct Irene Villamore. Mm, okay. Maybe because we talked to her twice. Mm-hmm. We invited her in our podcast, so I was I was able to get yung insights or kung paano yung process niya in making films. And mm-hmm. I find yung mga characters in films na relatable. Although the genre kasi di ba na romance sa ginagawa niya is not the usual rom-com. It's when we discussed it before, it's anti-romance pa nga. Mm-hmm. Ayun. So, yun. Si Direk Irene. And especially dahil na rin sa women director siya, di ba? And mm. luckily, here in Philippines, maraming opportunity for women directors. And isa siya doon sa nabigyan ng opportunity. Yun. Tsaka, uh, magaling siya kasi she knows the ins and outs of making a film. And she's very, she's very critical of it as well, no? Yes. Mm. You have a favorite? So far, uh, my favorite Irene Villamore film is Sid and Aya, not, not a love story. Ah, okay. And she admitted naman when we interviewed her, diba? Kasi na yung character ni Anne Curtis uh, was drawn or... Sorry, may dumang from... sasakyan. <laughs> uh, she got it from Comrades Almost a Love Story. Kaya, Comrades. Kaya nung, yeah, Comrades Almost a Love Story. So, nung nagkatsikahan kami, ah, okay, kaya pala nakikita ko yung character ni Ann Curtis with ano, Maggie Chung's character in Comrades Almost a Love Story. Alright. Uh, so, I, I guess that's it, guys. Uh, any final words before we close the oh says is gone maybe i guess we'll be talking to her through chat or something <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there's a voice there she has a says can you hear us hello hello yeah hello what happened yeah, yeah okay yeah maybe you discussed something yeah there you go <laughs> so any last words guys before we end this uh i know we end this our episode today. Paano share na niya? Kung sino siya champion niyang filmmaker or actor or film? Sino? Na-share mo na ba? Ah, Sess, na-share mo na yung sayo? Yeah. Ikaw naman. I'm shy. Hindi, pero ano, I, ano, siguro if I'm going to be um educating like other people to watch films i always go to hitchcock because i have a mm. lot of books about him and kubrick of course very kubrick, yeah. very madami akong alam tungkol sa kanila yun especially hitchcock because he's very technical so although he's not hindi ko siya gusto in a way that he handles women pero alam mo yun parang for me it's like an antidote to how um, female directors or female aspiring female critics uh, hmm. should look at film the way that these two actually make films. So, yeah. Is it uh, Hitchcock? You don't like the way he she, he treated like Tippi Hedren or Tippi Hedren, the way yeah. he treated characters in his films? Um, I think just the the backstory of it. Um, but the way that he puts uh, females or women sometimes sa film. Sa akin, it's, it's okay. Kasi it's how he actually positions the the fear um, of human, the way humans think. Parang ganun. So, sa akin, 
I, my only problem is yung behind the scenes na portion. Pero okay. when watching mm. his films, I understand, ah, okay, he made the, the voyeurism famous because you know, he, he wanted to show that people are voyeuristic. You know, we're, we are, we're all curious to know what, what happens in ins and outs of people. But don't you think there's like, uh, maybe not feminist, but a very sympathetic look at the point of view of the woman in like uh, suspicion with uh, John Fontaine. Fontaine, yeah. 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 Uh, Notorious with Ingrid Bergman and Janet Lee in the first half of Psycho. Actually, I was about it in life book. And, and yeah, what's that? Uh, Bankhead in Lifeboat. Yes, Talula Bankhead in Lifeboat, yes. But if you want, like, the point of view of the woman, very much like Janet Lee in Psycho. Janet. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, Tiffy Heaven in uh, Marnie. Marnie. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, what was the question? Was it um, if I understood how sympathetic the females' rules were? Or like how... Don't you think, yeah, there's a feminist or at least sympathetic to female element in Hitchcock's films and maybe not all, but some of those films, Marnie, oh, yeah. um, I think it was his view of the female, um, female point of view changed, like from Rope to Marnie. Because in mm -hmm. Rope, you know, he portrayed the female there as, as the usual melodramatic contrabida. Mm -hmm. Versus in Marnie, the, the female had this kind of power. So it's like, for me, the, his journey to finding that, although, you know, he was more uh, criticized for being um, voyeuristic or very uh, creepy in a sense, Dao. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think his journey was because he wanted to understand, was it just more about the females or what's more to the female form than the, just their bodies, but how they thought, how they think. So, That's why I guess so, he's, I consider yeah. him one of my favorites because of that. Kumbaga, like uh, Hitchcock, like a great artist, the answer is never simple, right? Yeah. Yes, very. Like, I've read three books about the birds. Yeah. And my only conclusion to his answers to it was that he considered um, horror or thriller as a ticking time bomb. So, like, it's how yeah. you place the time bomb underneath the table and how you actually frame it so you bird is also my favorite and uh one reason why is most of his other movies the the bad guy the evil elements always humans uh, some guy they might pretend it's not supernatural like in psycho but in the end it turns out it's human right but the mm. bird is not human it's the only yeah. one film that might be called supernatural. Mm -hmm. And he actually turned a very lame short novel about farmers to something else with the birds. Actually, I told you I have a day job right here. Yes. I actually yeah. taught the kids the short story, Daphne du Maurier, uh, The yeah. Birds. Oh. And then I showed them the film after and I compared the differences. Mm. What was their reception to it? Uh, they liked the film better. They hated the ending. Then explain why you hate the ending. I think it's a very natural thing to hate the ending. Yes. Because it's one of the darkest in all of Hitchcock. Yeah. Right. Well, that would be my favorite Thank Hitchcock. <laughs> right. The last one. Yeah. Okay, so... Right. Um. Yeah, I'm so, good. Okay, so that's it, guys. Um, Sir Noel, thank you so much for joining us and sharing. Yeah, thank, you thank you very much. Yeah, sharing your insights. <laughs> thank you so much. Do you have any last words for film? Any aspiring film critics or film enthusiasts out there? Yeah, yeah film critics, film writers are the bottom of the food chain. <laughs> The director, <laughs> the producer, above all, the director, the the, the star, the writer, 
And near the bottom is the film critic. That's what they say. I, you know, um, what's that? Uh, Ratatouille. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anton yes. Egon has a speech na the critics' best uh, writings are nothing compared to the artist's most uh, clumsy or inept efforts. That's bullshit. <laughs> Don't believe that. <laughs> At our best, we can we can do art in our own way, uh, art in the essay form. I agree. So yeah, keep the faith, keep writing, and thanks for all your input. Uh, I'll, I'm noting down Irene Villamore and uh, Ranji. Yeah. And I uh, hope I'll, I'll see more stuff from them. And Hitchcock. Well, I know him, so we'll. <laughs> I'll keep. Watching this film, absolutely. And thank you very um, much for having me. Thank yeah. you. So thank you again, guys. And um until next time, <laughs> yes. we will see you guys. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you. See you.